0: Welcome back again, friends, to your daily Bible podcast as we continue working together through the book of Jonah. Now, to catch you up in the story so far, God told Jonah, Go to Nineveh and tell them about my judgment. Jonah decided that's not a good idea, so he went in the opposite direction. God ended up arranging the circumstances where Jonah ended up in the ocean. A fish ended up swallowing him. Jonah repented, and then the fish spit him out. God brings him to Nineveh. Jonah preaches the message that God told him to preach. And miraculously, the city repents. The city actually turns to the Lord, the wicked city of Nineveh, and repents. And God spares the city. That's where chapter 4, verse 1 begins. This change of plans greatly upset Jonah, and he became very angry. So he complained to the Lord about it didn't I say before I left home that you would do this, Lord? That is why I ran away to Tarshish. I knew that you are a merciful and compassionate God, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. You are eager to turn back from destroying people. Just kill me now, Lord. I'd rather be dead than alive if what I predicted will not happen. The Lord replied, is it? right for you to be angry about this then jonah went out to the east side of the city and made a shelter to sit under as he waited to see what would happen to the city and the lord god arranged for a leafy plant to grow there and soon it spread its broad leaves over jonah's head shading him from the sun this eased his discomfort and jonah was very grateful for the plant but god also arranged for a worm the next morning at dawn The worm ate through the stem of the plant so that it withered away. And as the sun grew hot, God arranged for a scorching east wind to blow on Jonah. The sun beat down on his head until he grew faint and he wished to die. Death is certainly better than living like this, he exclaimed. Then God said to Jonah, Is it right for you to be angry because the plant died? Yes, Jonah retorted, even angry enough to die. Then the Lord said, you feel sorry about the plant, though you did nothing to put it there. It came quickly and it died quickly. But Nineveh has more than 120,000 people living in spiritual darkness, not to mention all the animals. Shouldn't I feel sorry for such a great city? Okay, so that ends chapter 4. And in chapter 4, we see Jonah's true motivation For running away from God in the beginning of the story he didn't run away from God because he was afraid of the Ninevites he ran away from God because he knew that God would spare the Ninevites that they would repent that they would turn towards the Lord and he wanted to see them die he hated the Ninevites they were the arch enemy of his people and he did not want to see the Lord show them favor or show them mercy. Jonah was angry because God forgave the Ninevites and this displeased him greatly. Why would God's forgiveness, why would his grace towards this city, as God pointed out more than 120,000 people being spared, why would this make Jonah angry? Not just angry, angry enough to die. Well, you see, Jonah, wanted to see the wicked people of Nineveh punished for all of their years of crimes against his people. And God's grace towards Nineveh revealed in him his hate, his prejudice. See, when something you and I really desire Something we really hope for. Something that we actually are living our lives for gets taken from us. It no longer exists. It gets taken off the table. Maybe you've put your hope, your desire in a relationship that now has ended. Maybe you've put your hope, your desire in a job that's now gone. Well, what can happen is we can become angry and we can become bitter because we feel like now our life is without meaning. Now our life is without purpose. The thing we have been living for which in Jonah's case was apparently hate, destruction of the people of Nineveh, a people who he strongly despised. Well, when that was taken off the table, he experienced this anger, this depression, this dejection. And that's so often what happens in our life when something that we have longed for for a long time, wished for for a long time, is taken away from us. See, we can be consumed by these kinds of wrong desires and we fail to see just how loving, how gracious, how concerned God is about caring for people, even people who are rotten people, because let me let you in on a big secret. There's only one kind of people. We're all sinners. We're all rotten. The people of Israel were no more in uh, deserving of God's mercy, of God's grace, of God's favor than the people of Nineveh was. God told them that when he first called them. He said, I'm not choosing you because you're somehow special. I'm not choosing you because you're some great nation. I'm choosing you because I made a promise. And so we can so often get this wrong. We see bad people, quote unquote, that are prospering and we think, God, what are you doing here? Why aren't you taking care of me as well as you take care of other people? And we weep and we mourn and we become disappointed and we become frustrated. See, let me ask you today. When you see people around you doing well, when you turn on the news and you see the things that are going on, do you wish for God's vengeance? Do you wish that God would strike them down? Do you wish that God would make them go away? Or does your heart break? like God's when you see the wickedness of a people who are living in spiritual darkness? Do we wish a calamity upon them? Do we say things like, this is the judgment of God? Or do you realize that all of us deserve judgment, but because of the love of God through Jesus Christ, we have been forgiven our sins by putting our faith in Jesus. And because of that, everything now has changed. We are a people who have experienced the grace of God, and that should make us want even more people to experience that same grace. Let's pray. God, I thank you today that you have shown me your wonderful grace. I say this a lot, but even a wretch like me. And I thank you that you're not done showing your grace to this world, that you are still seeking and saving the lost, and you are still using me and using us, God, to proclaim your good news, your gospel over all this world. I pray that we would not be prejudiced, that we would not be filled with resentment and hate, but we will be a people who give out your love, give out your mercy, give out your grace into every person and every situation we come into contact with. I thank you, God, that you love us, and I thank you that you are doing good things. I pray this all in Jesus' name, amen.